0: Hi, this is Jenna, and this is Kelly. and you're listening to ODFM. This episode is one Don Juan from Murder. So this story is about Glenn Rogers, even the name, Glenn. It's very 80s. Yeah.
1: It is. It is. Does he have his own brand of wine now? He should.
0: <laughs> Ew, I don't think I'd want to drink that wine from what I know. Oh, dear God. Okay, mm-hmm. never mind.
1: Yep. <laughs> I don't want a
0: tasting, please. Bring <laughs> me <laughs> So, a little backstory Glenn's mother, her name was Edna May. Isn't that cute? Edna. Edna, Edna. Edna,
1: Edna May. May, yeah. Edna, Edna May. May. Okay. She was a devout churchgoer in her early years. With that name, I could see that. Yeah. I think it's required. Right. Get in here before God slap your ass. uh, Okay.
0: (laughs) That's what I imagine. I think uh, they said something like she's Pentecostal, maybe. So pretty, pretty strict. She had to be very strict with her religion, and she couldn't wear pants or makeup. I could deal without
1: the makeup, but I want pants. <laughs>
0: right. I need pants. I'm sorry. Dresses, pants. don't do it for me. I get no. the chub rub. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can't. can't that deal too. with the chub rub. That too, but <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just can't sit ladylike. That's all. I no,
0: oh, be. me neither. Oh, I rode the uh, scooter to work in a dress the other day. That was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and it was knee length. So, you know, you sit down and it's like oh, it's thigh length and I was all worried, but it, it I did okay. I didn't reckon right? okay. Yeah. I don't think okay. anybody saw him in Lady Bits, but <laughs> <laughs> you never know. <laughs> and if they did, you're welcome. You're welcome. Or I'm sorry, whichever. <laughs> Glenn's dad, his name was Claude. He had just gotten out of the military when he met Edna and they got married pretty quickly. Claude was from Kentucky. Oh. KY hey, <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! I just oh, noticed boy. that's how it was Here spelled, and I was like, "Hee hee hee!" I went to work. So the big thing down there was moonshine, as we yes, know, right? And mm-hmm. yes, and his dad stored bottles of it all over the woods. I
1: thought you were going to say the house, but no, no, no woods. No, woods. Right. <laughs> you know, right. when you it's in the woods, you go for your nightly pee. <laughs> <laughs> Which tree did I put it behind? <laughs> just yeah, make sure where you're peeing. And that that Whoops. lid is tightly sealed. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, God. Is that moonshine? I don't right, know. Exactly.
0: He doesn't care because he's a heavy drinker. And oh. Yeah. So either way, he probably wouldn't notice. Oh, God. His pee okay. was probably just as volatile. Toxic. As as, yeah. The, right. <laughs> <laughs> as, as the moonshine. Right. Exactly. But once he and Edna married, he decided she wasn't going to go to church anymore. Oh. Yeah. He's he's fun already. Oh, boy. What a guy. Okay. He okay. wanted her home to raise the kids and be at his beck and call. Ah, uh, he's a winner. What, what a guy. A guy. After their fifth baby, the couple didn't uh, want. Uh, after the fifth. Okay. Okay, after their fifth baby, the couple didn't want or couldn't afford any more kids, as you, you <laughs> would expect. I would imagine. But back then, you had to go to a judge to ask for permission to get your tubes tied. Really? I did not know. I think it's the 50s. 60s, maybe. Oh, my Isn't gosh. Isn't that awful? You had to go to a ju- – okay. You can't even make your own decision not to have any more kids without a- abortion or anything like that. You know, not wow. even the pill. Ugh. Good God. Okay. <clears throat> so the couple goes in front of the judge and asks for permission after having had the five kids. And the judge says, no, your life's not in danger. You're, you're fine. Your
1: life's not in danger? Yeah, your life had not in danger. My sanity sure, yeah, sure is. Yeah, no shit. And maybe the future of all my children. Right, lives. it's okay. We'll, we'll all starve. It's cool.
0: Yeah, no big deal. So along comes baby number six, who happened to be Glenn Edward Rogers. This is about Glenn. Oh, boy. And Glenn's birth was the worst possible time for the couple to have another baby. Claude lost his job due to his drinking and his drinking of his pee, maybe. I don't know. So... <laughs> so the family had to move seven kids were eventually conceived and and the family was terribly poor because nobody's working edna's not allowed to do anything so the kids remember eating oatmeal for years for every meal every meal
1: they don't even get the fun flavors that we have they just had like no
0: just plain well um, i bet they didn't have sugar oh (laughs) god because the kids got so sick of their food, they would resort to stealing food from other people if they wanted something different. Mm, yeah. Yeah, not a good path to start down. And when they would get picked up by the police, which happened a lot because they did this a lot, they're treated with kindness and given soda. So it wasn't much of a deterrent. Oh. So they're like,
1: I need to do this every
0: day so I can go to the police station. Totally. Awesome. And
1: have some soda. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I know. And back then, it had actual cocaine in it. I mean, it was good. (laughs) It was good shit. They're like, this is really good. Now I'm really hungry.
0: Yes, and a bigger deterrent for them was being sent home to their parents. Oh. Their dad, this wonderful guy, Claude, he loved guns and shooting. He would shoot their house up for target practice. They don't have enough as
1: it is. (laughs) So now he's going to put holes in the wall? (laughs)
0: Let me just ruin the... What? Yeah. (laughs) Natural air AC, right? What, what,
1: yeah. You wanted a skylight, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's right. That's another episode, right? if you guys haven't heard that. Right. And he would also hold guns to his wife's head to scare her, because oh, he's that great of a nice. guy.
1: He is a winner. I know. What a guy. The
0: kids got so good at sneaking in and out of houses to steal food that it was a natural escalation to begin breaking in to steal other things as well. Oh, for sure. Of course. Right. It would only take so much time. In Hamilton, Ohio, where they lived, when Glenn was about eight, one of his older brothers, Clay, took him on his first home robbery. It's like a bonding moment. Yeah, brothers. (laughs) Brothers, let's do this. (laughs) Sweet. They almost got caught and had to jump off the roof to get away. (laughs) A couple of days later, the pair was at the park when Glenn told Clay, I'll be right back. He goes across the street to a house where a woman's outside hanging up her laundry to dry. And Glenn marched right into her her house with her outside, stole some money, and brought it back to his older brother, Clay.
1: Holy crap, that is ballsy.
0: Ballsy. He's, like, totally fearless. (gasps) Clay, the older one, often used Glenn to do his dirty work because he's smaller and much younger, so he wouldn't get in as much trouble. Yeah. So the brothers had been found to do over 100 burglaries in 90 days and were arrested in the mid-70s. This is when they were both young. Dude,
1: kids. I know. That averages out to more than one a day? That's More crazy. than one a day. <laughs> Holy shit. We're bored. They were busy. Yeah. I mean, think if, it,
0: if they'd had the proper motivation.
1: Shit. I can't get my kids off their tablets. I can't. No. They're pulling two, three robberies a day. That's impressive.
0: <laughs> These guys are motivated. See, yeah, if they'd had the right influences, they could have been in a, mm-hmm.
1: a much better spot. Mm-hmm. But, I should start feeding my kids nothing but oatmeal. Yeah, oatmeal. Oh, maybe, <laughs> maybe that's the motivation <laughs> yeah, tool right. they need. Exactly. Hmm. <laughs> I'm going
0: to school to get away from the oatmeal. <laughs> Clay was recognized as the ringleader, so he's the older one, and he was sent to reform school, mm-hmm. then shipped off into the army when he turned 17. Ooh. Glenn spent his teens going in and out of the juvie system. Ugh. Not a shocker. Right. He too was sent to reform school. And while there, Glenn was sexually molested by some of the guards.
1: Oh, uh, this is where it just starts going. Just it always happens. And worse and worse. And, I oh, know. Okay.
0: okay. Ugh. <clears throat> so he felt like no one cared for him at home or at the reform school. Of course. So like, who do you turn to? Wait, yeah. Yeah, nobody. When Glenn got out of reform school, some of his friends told him that a girl that he had always had a crush on in school was in the hospital and had just had a baby. The hospital wouldn't let her leave at that time because she had no address and nowhere to go with the baby. Oh, my God. So young, no father oh my for the baby, nowhere to live. Yeah, homeless. So oh, crap. Glenn goes down there and gets her and takes her to his house to live.
1: Oh, i know so i mean he's that was not nice. a terrible guy yet is yeah, this his own s- home or is this with his family think, that's question. already overcrowded home i know they never said i wonder okay he'll spend his own place or maybe he just stole one
0: <laughs> that's it he we'll stole the trailer
1: here. so this gal
0: her name was debbie Glenn was said to love Debbie and the baby so much that he legally adopted the baby as his own son.
1: Oh. So I mean I mean he wasn't a bad guy. Where's the story about to go? This this is he's starting out okay. I mean, it sounds like he's going in a good way.
0: Okay but they married in nineteen eighty and had a baby of their own eventually. Okay. However, oh, Glenn was the extremely jealous type.
1: Oh God.
0: I know. And even though Debbie didn't do anything Oh, is there a kitty?
1: I think it's I thought I heard something. I believe there's a kitty at the door. All right. Hold on. I think, I think Claude right. has things to say. Hold on. Hold on, Claude. Yes, no I think he's pissed. We started without him.
0: <laughs> oh, sorry, Claude. Clyde. Ooh. I called him Clyde or Claude. Claude. Because we're talking about Claude. <laughs> Maybe that's
1: it. Maybe he thought we were talking about him. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're it's like, ruining wait a my minute. good name.
0: Yes. I did not shoot up my own house. Oh
1: Jesus. Yeah. Right. Exactly.
0: Oh, <laughs> All right. Yeah. Even though, so we'll talk about Debbie, even though she didn't do anything bad to create his suspicions glenn always assumed she was cheating just because
1: you don't know because oh,
0: he didn't trust anyone
1: Oh God. which okay. i guess
0: he he started out without being able to trust anyone so i guess
1: yeah yeah sense. you know he doesn't really have a lot of reason to have any trust or faith in anybody yeah. so you know
0: basically so of course their marriage became strained Debbie's expected to be at the house taking care of the kids, and if she varied in any way from a day's planned activities, she would be beaten by Glenn. Oh, that's so harsh. I think he's just copying what his dad did. Seriously. Jeez, mm-hmm. man. He beat her badly enough one time that she ended up in the hospital. Oh, God. And it does say, like, he's reliving the life he'd seen his dad give his own mother, who had stayed in their abusive marriage for over 50 <gasps> years. So, no, why would he think anything? Didn't.
1: Yeah. So he's like, hey, oh, it worked geez. out for them. Oh, my. Yeah, it worked out great.
0: So after Debbie had been beaten so bad during one incident, Glenn feared he's going to be arrested. And so he took off to California. Today's episode is sponsored by Relief Factor. Pain from everyday living, exercise, or just getting older is one of the leading causes of trips to the doctor and sleepless nights. It interferes with daily activities and keep us from spending time with the people we love. If you have everyday pain, it stands to reason you need something you can feel comfortable with taking every day. That's why doctors invented 100% drug-free Relief Factor. Now, tens of thousands of customers are using Relief Factor every day to become mostly or completely pain-free. 100% 100% drug-free Relief Factor features four key ingredients that each work on a different metabolic pathway to support your body's natural healing processes to respond to pain and inflammation. Now you can try Relief Factor 2. The three-week quick start retail price of almost $70 is now available to our listeners for just $19.95. Head to the link in our show notes to find out more. Start your journey to better health and less pain today with Relief Factor. Okay, so he runs off to California, and the kid stayed with Debbie, and the couple divorced. Okay. In L.A., Glenn met a woman named Kathy, and the couple had a boy. But, unsurprisingly, that marriage didn't work out either. Because he's a winner. (laughs) Yeah. Like his dad. He's like, this is how life is. So after Glenn and Kathy split in 1984, Glenn's dad, Claude, got sick and died. And this is when Glenn really began to unravel further. He's doing drugs, getting arrested continuously, and he would travel the country even when he wasn't in jail. Ugh. And he's becoming more violent, taking more risks and more chances. I mean, how many more risks and chances do you take? Seriously, One of his sisters was about to be evicted and lose her house. And to help her, Glenn goes down the street, robs a gas, gas station, a gay station. A gay station? <laughs> I want to go to the gay station. Anyway, <laughs> he robs a gas station down the street with a butcher knife and then brings the money home to save her house.
1: What a weird and kind thing to do. I know.
0: It's weirdly kind, but with it's a also butcher awful. knife?
1: What a weird. That's a strange
0: weapon. So Detective Tom Kilgore of the Hamilton, Ohio police described Glenn as a smooth talker who was likable. So everyone liked a smooth talker and could often figure his way out of situations. He even, so he even did this. This is pretty smooth. He even approached the narcotics unit, wanting to work undercover for them. And he actually worked with a lot of different police agencies with which further trained him to get out of some of the problems he would cause for himself. So he'd be like, Hey, I got all these ends. Why don't you use me?
1: Oh my God. So
0: he became friends with a lot of them.
1: Oh, that's slick.
0: Yeah, it seemed to so many that no matter what Glenn did, the police would often just give him a slap on the wrist and let him go. So he began to feel invincible because mm-hmm. he's friends with all these guys. They're like, uh, ah, Glenn, stop being a douche Jeez. and let him go. So 1992, Glenn is back in Hamilton, Ohio, living with a new girlfriend. One night he picks up his brother Clay from the bus station and brought him back to the trailer he shared with his new girlfriend. Okay. He talked about how much he hated the woman And was disgusted by her. So Clay's like, "Yo, man, maybe we should just leave," but Glenn responded by picking up a large knife and claiming he's going to stick her with it. Um, (laughs) okay, bro.
1: These are the only two options. I feel like there's levels of options in there. Yeah. (laughs) Can we do something different? Well, we could leave, or stab her. (laughs)
0: So Clay, being of sound mind, tells (laughs) him no.
1: (laughs) <laughs> the, the, the one who, yeah, the ringleader of it all. Now he's the sound mind guy. Yeah. God. He
0: tells him no and forces him to leave. And while driving, Glenn tells Clay that he should have just killed her since he'd already done at least 50 so far.
1: um What? Uh, it, at least 50 so far? Yeah. What's one more, man? Right. So
0: Clay's like, ha ha ha, funny, you know, and didn't b- believe him. So the two took a road trip, probably saving the woman's life. Oh, wow yeah girlfriend they're hustlers and conmen, throwing caution to the wind it's like some Thelma and Louise movie I was I just know.
1: gonna say it's the guys Thelma and Louise yeah right totally oh, oh my god they
0: did burglaries and hustled people at bars heading south to Florida all the while Glenn talked about his killings and Clay's still like dude whatever kind of doesn't believe him you he think he's just right boost himself up but one night, after Clay had gotten drunk and passed out, Glenn came in early in the morning covered in blood with oh. torn clothing. Oh. There was stolen jewelry and tools littered around the hotel room, and Clay started to think that maybe Glenn's stories of murder and his increasingly volatile and violent moods weren't something to dismiss. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he decides to go his own way and he gets a legitimate job, leaving <laughs> Glenn on his own.
1: Do wow. them out.
0: I'm out. I'm going to go get a real job. But one evening in Kentucky, we're back in KY. Oh, boy. Glenn caught up with Clay at his house and told Clay to come to the car because he had someone he'd like him to meet. So when he gets to the car, instead of opening the car door, Glenn opens the trunk. Yeah. And reveals the body of a woman. And Clay's like, nope,
1: nope, leave. Oh, my God. Just tells him to leave. Jeez. like yeah, I mean, You can't introduce me to somebody who's dead. This isn't how it's done, Glenn. Oh, my God. Okay,
0: we need, to, we need to start over. Right, exactly. Oh, my God. So Clay's like caught in a dilemma. Is he supposed to call the police and betray his brother right. or what? So he doesn't call at this point. Oh, boy. Oh, I know. Oh, boy. So at the end of 1993, Glenn and Clay once again begin working together. This time they're cutting tobacco, which at first I was like cutting like like you do cocaine. Yeah. Like, but then I realized it's probably cutting fields of tobacco.
1: Oh, okay. Because I'm that okay. I'm smart. <laughs> I have no frame of reference either. I'm I, like, what?
0: I don't, I'm like, what? Okay. It's all Greek to me. So Clay gets thrown in jail for a couple of months for a fight he's in, after which he headed back to their old family farm in the hills of Kentucky. Oh, boy. The cabin hadn't been lived in in quite a while, and Clay found all the furniture thrown into a back room. So he begins pulling stuff out to get a place to sit down, you know. Okay. So he grabs a blanket, when he pulls it, an arm comes rolling out of the blanket.
1: Oh, no yeah. way.
0: So Clay's like, nope, out. So he leaves. <laughs>
1: <He's> all, but, <laughs> he is very much a, uh, you know. He's very much a noper. Yep. Nope. If I don't see it, it doesn't exist. I don't have to deal <laughs> exactly.
0: with Exactly. <it>. <laughs> nope, leaving. So he quickly left, but not before noticing a note written on the wall that said, quote, the shit is gonna hit the fan. Get out of (laughs) here. Oh my god. What the hell? (laughs) And Clay knew it it was Glenn. Oh my god. So Clay's stewing on it for about twelve days, not knowing what to do. Twelve days. Twelve days. I mean he's like, what the fuck do I do? I don't know. He thought about calling the police. He even thought about going and removing the body himself to protect his longtime partner in oh, crime and God, family member. But no matter what he'd done, he was still his brother. So he's like, "Oh,
1: what do I do? I don't know what to do. I don't know. That's quite a bond they have there. That's um... uh,
0: yeah, that's a little more than most. I think their bond was closer than parental bond and all that kind of stuff because he was the closest brother." Took to do everything, you know? I
1: guess. I mean, I, oh. you know, I'm close to my sister, but man, if she told, if she like took my Barbie, like I tattled on her like instantly. <laughs> I was just like, Julie, get it. <laughs> like, I was just, <laughs> you know, I mean. That's a good point. Me too. Yeah, so, it but, wasn't me. right. But, <laughs> <laughs> but they're grown up. Whew, okay. Clay found
0: out the body he'd found belonged to Mark Peters, who is a friend of the brother's mom. Mm.
1: Had a male friend.
0: She had a male friend. Mm. <laughs> so he'd offered Glenn a place to stay. And it seemed as soon as Glenn had moved in, Mark went missing along with his car and several valuable personal items, including antiques, guns, and a collection of coins. He tries to do a nice deed.
1: Sounds like someone we know.
0: And so police put out bulletins and stories about Mark going missing to try to get any info that they could on him. Clay, the older brother, had loved Mark. Well, not loved him, but he'd liked him. Right. And, and I don't know what their relationship was. I shouldn't comment. I, I shouldn't comment on how close they might be. Right. Okay. Okay. So Clay had liked Mark and had made a conscious decision. He didn't want to walk down the path of evil with his brother. I, I'm pretty sure
1: he still went right.
0: down that path. You kind of. Kid. Yeah. You maybe, maybe just right. didn't go as far down the path. Right. Yeah. Right. He's like, if I don't say anything, I'm no better than Glenn. So he finally calls a detective and came in to give a statement. But the detective, he's like, oh, Clay, do I believe you? Because he's not the most responsible or reliable person. You know, he's been in and out of jail himself like his brother. Well, yeah, but. But they had no other leads. So they felt, okay. we'll look into it. You should at least look. (laughs) Cops go up to the family cabin, begin to look around in the debris. And when moving a blue blanket, a foot was sticking out of it. Oh, Jesus. I know. Oh boy. So Mark's body was found, bound to a chair and covered in a pile of furniture. Oh, jeez. Oh my God. Clay said this was the first time he ever felt good inside because he knew he was finally doing the right thing, telling on his brother.
1: This is what finally made him feel good?
0: Yeah, telling on his brother. I know. This is messed up.
1: Messed up. Like,
0: oh, I finally on the right path. So at this point, it's 1994, and Glenn made his way back to California. And told his brother, Clay, that he was hanging out with Hollywood types like Nicole Brown Simpson. What? I know. How did so, he? How, how? What? Yeah. What? It, there's Here's the background. So an earthquake had hit and Glenn was working for a company that helped with earthquake damage repair. Okay. And he would also help repair homes and do upkeep and stuff for people. And
1: have access to their items that... Got lost exactly. in the earthquake. Hmm.
0: Weird. Don't know mm. how that happened. Mm. Yeah. And a few months later, Glenn was coming home to Ohio, I think, even though he was wanted for questioning in the death of Mark, their sister, Sue, so Sue's sister of Glenn and Clay, okay. one of the seven kids, right. decide to have a cookout and bring the family together. Hey, everyone's out of jail. <laughs> <You're still better. laughs> Uh, we while you're out of jail let's have well we're all out (laughs) (laughs) but they could have just police if they heard about the barbecue just could have come and arrested oh my
1: god yeah glenn
0: tells sue about meeting a woman named nicole that he'd done work for on her house in california um he's talking about how beautiful she is and how rich but not a follower of sports, Glenn told them that Nicole was married to a black football player and that he was famous, but he couldn't remember his name. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Uh,
1: it's not like, you know, his name is like John or I know. Joe or, you know what I mean? It's not like a, you know, <laughs> what's his name? Orange juice or something. Right, I, can't how do you forget- mm-hmm. I know,
0: but at the time, Nicole wasn't as famous as she is now because it was before her death, you know? So right, but- family, didn't recognize her name. Wow. And since he couldn't remember OJ's name, none of them.
1: How do you forget a man that's named (laughs) after juice? (laughs) How? (laughs)
0: Glenn tells Clay, well, these guys are super wealthy and he was going to quote, take her down. Oh, Oh yeah. And that's all he said about that. Clay's like, Oh, he must be going to rob him. Yeah. On June 13th of 1994, Nicole and Ronald Goldman's bodies were found, and the OJ hunt began. We all remember that. Oh,
1: one. yeah. I remember watching it on TV. Uh-huh. Oh, me yeah. too. That there's was ripping the, there's the Ford Bronco.
0: <laughs> there it goes. Oh my God. Glenn's family realized at that point that this is the Nicole Glenn <gasps> <was> talking about. <laughs> oh, shit. I know. And they're like, oh my god. So Clay immediately wonders if his brother's involved. Oh my god. Somehow. Tom Lang, a witness at the event of Nicole, outside her house, Uh said he'd seen a man outside of her house and said he could have been white, Asian, or Mexican, but he definitely wasn't African American. (laughs) (laughs) He could have been any of this range.
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So he saw a white Ford (laughs) F-350 parked on the street outside of her house. And as a painter, Glenn had access to the exact same model of truck seen at Nicole's place. Oh, So that's kind of interesting.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Mm -hmm. Investigators always thought that the perpetrator came from the world of Faye Resnick. Do you remember that name? It's all coming back to me now hearing these old names. She was a friend of Nicole's.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: And she apparently was a drug user and addict. And Glenn had told Clay that he had set up a meeting with Nicole and Faye. And Clay assumed that he meant he was meeting them to rob them or kill them okay but then ron goldman also showed up and glenn hadn't expected that so he he had told them all about this interesting that is very
1: interesting it's also interesting that he didn't feel the need to do anything about that when he felt so good about mark right i guess he was like i'll take care maybe
0: it was too many like too many at once
1: right he was like well i did it once i felt good it wasn't that good though so you know yeah, maybe three times is too much. I don't know. Right. Plus, at that time, you had to pay extra for long distance calls. True. That, so, yeah, you he know. had to keep it
0: short. <laughs> or he had to call during that
1: right. window, the late night window. I thinking about calling, but it wasn't it was 9 p.m. <laughs> and so it was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah was like, I'll uh, figure
0: it out. Eh. <laughs> ah, so after the murder of Nicole and um, Ron Goldman in September of 1995, Glenn was living in Van Nuys. And using a fake name. Okay. So that's in California. He hung out a local bar looking to meet women. And one night he met 34-year-old mother, Sandra Gallagher. Sandra had gone out that night because she'd won $1,200 on a lotto ticket. She wanted to celebrate. Go, girl. <laughs> yes, you do it. So she met Glenn through a mutual friend and gave him a ride home. They were at the same bar, hung out, drank. The next day, though, she's found in a truck strangled and set on fire
1: whoa mm-hmm. and and i'm guessing her winnings were Ooh. no longer there i'm guessing not or maybe yeah. they drank them all the night before
0: Oh well, <laughs> uh, yeah that could be i mean it it can go pretty fast if you buy rounds for everyone yeah right Oof. so police quickly set their sights on glenn Yikes. and they release photos of him and begin searching for him so glenn's like i'm out and he sets out east and makes it all the way to jackson mississippi oh wow okay a few weeks before Halloween is where he got when he got there, and he ended up at a carnival that was in town. Working the carnival, he's a carny. <laughs> he's a
1: carny now.
0: All right. And a few nights later, he met a pretty redhead named Linda Price. She had two former husbands and a former boyfriend that had all died. Oh, uh, yeah. She didn't do it though. She, are she, we
1: sure? Is she a new maybe, episode?
0: I don't know. Maybe it it could have been a good matchup hmm. if that was the case, yeah. but. She felt like she's always looking for the love of her life, and obviously they all were dying. So. <laughs> <At> the, <laughs> me, I hate when it. that
1: happens. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs>
0: uh, at the fair where her family attended every year, Glenn walked up behind her, gently grabbed a lock of her hair, and said, That's the prettiest red hair I've ever seen. You're beautiful.
1: Well, that's creepy as fuck <laughs> I know but Linda loved wow. it did that did that work for her because it worked
0: she uh, loved the attention
1: mm, that's um
0: Oh, mm. she was into it plus he was very smooth oh
1: that's very right smooth. he was smooth mm-hmm. I forgot how smooth he was
0: he was very smooth <laughs> apparently he did it way better than I did <laughs>
1: Now, so <laughs> it actually worked. That was not a true reenactment.
0: <laughs> uh, no, I I wish I could have seen it in person and I'd be able to do a better job. But three days later, after meeting, they two got an apartment together.
1: Whoa!
0: Right, three days. Three days later, well, you seem like a good one. Shit. <laughs> and they lived together for about three weeks. And Glenn had told Linda's family all about knowing Nicole Simpson and having done work for her. He was very proud of all this. Oh, so God. Okay. Yeah, he flattered all the ladies in Linda's family and charmed them off their feet. Like, they were all like, this guy is fantastic. So he's one of those. Yeah. I can't wait to see a picture of this guy. Yeah. He's not. I know. He he, he too had the feathered hair. Mm. A little bit longish, blonde. Mm. But one night, Linda's sister witnessed another side of Glenn she hadn't seen before. Hey, hey, hey. You know how we've told you about becoming a fan on Patreon? Yeah, you need to do it. The reason is we have a lot of minisodes coming out, a lot of extra bonus content, and your monthly support helps us keep going and doing the things we love, which is researching murder and talking about it and telling you about it. So if you're ready, go to patreon.com slash ODFM podcast to get started. So they're out at a bar. And Linda and her sister go to the bathroom, and in the bathroom, Linda tells her that if something happens to her, it's Glenn, and do not let him get away with it.
1: Red flag! Oh my Red God! Flag.
0: <laughs>
1: Glenn, meanwhile,
0: mm-hmm. Glenn meanwhile suspected Linda was telling her sister something. He comes banging on the bathroom door. Oh shit! Yeah, and he's yelling for them to open the door and was in such a rage, he grabs Linda and makes her come home after telling Linda's sister she would be next.
1: Oh. Yeah. Ooh, okay. This is in public with witnesses and This I is in public. Them. Mm-hmm. He snapped. The
0: last time Linda saw her was the night before Halloween of 1995 when the two were planning to have her sister's grandchildren go trick-or-treating at Linda's apartment. Oh, my God. However, the next day... Linda did not answer her door, and Glenn was gone.
1: Oh, no. mm
0: mm-hmm. ah, So detectives get a call about a female body found in Jetson, Mississippi. And the investigator on the case, he enters the apartment, goes into the bathroom, shines his flashlight around, just like in the movies where it's always dark. Yeah. And you're like, why don't they just turn, turn on, on the lights? lights. <laughs> yeah. Turn on the lights. He's flashing his flashlight around. And he sees Linda stabbed, with her throat cut, ear to ear, <gasps> in a washcloth covering her face in the bathtub. Oh my God! So Glenn had taken off once again. This time to Louisiana. Sue, his sister, the one who had the barbecue. Had the barbecue, right?
1: <laughs> barbecue Sue.
0: Just barbe- oh, barbecue. Barbecue Sue. Sue. She could have a food truck. <laughs> It's barbecue soup. She got a call from Glenn early one evening and the tone of his voice and laugh scared the shit out of her. Oh, jeez. I know. She said something's totally wrong with him. He told her, guess what I'm doing? And she's like, what? And she can hear a slapping sound in the background.
1: What? Wait, wait, wait. Whoa, 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 whoa.
0: <laughs> That's my response whoa. when I first saw that. I was like, what? Wait, slapping? What? In what way? Oh god! But yeah, it's a little bit like that. He's like, he tells her, I'm smacking these
1: girls on their butts. And so, <laughs> And I stopped to call you? <laughs> <laughs> I had to tell you about how I'm slapping these girls' butts. You know what? I haven't talked to my sister in a while. <laughs> I can multitask. What the <laughs> hell? I <laughs> can multitask. What?
0: But Sue's like, what the hell are you talking about? You know, she has our response. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. When, what? And he says... They're dead, and I'm smacking them on their butts. And Sue's all, like, freaked out. And he tells her the police hadn't even scratched the surface of what he'd done. He said, the number's more like 70, and that's the end of the call.
1: What the hell? I know.
0: He's lost his I, damn
1: mind. I mean, I realize psychologically there's all different things that I should question about this person. Right. But right now I'm just focused on – why, after he killed people and was slapping them on their butts, he got the urge to call his <laughs> sister and be like, listen to this. i just like, you know, like, I,
0: I... It's really I mean, freaky, and so she's so just like, word. what in the hell did oh I just hear?
1: Oh my god. Uh, okay, no.
0: So, in Bossier City, Louisiana, November 3rd of 1995, Glenn's at a strip bar and hotels looking for cheap beer and cheap women. Well, and women.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, think no, you, I, think, yeah. I think you Wait, went right no. the first time. I'm cheap sure. And cheap
0: Here's where he found another redhead. <sighs> her name was Andy Sutton and her friend's name was Teresa. They're at the bar. They notice Glenn and they're like, whoa, he's hot. And Andy's really into him because he's a good looking fella. Oh, and Andy, who normally thought men were a dime a dozen, couldn't, you know, didn't care less. Mm-hmm. She thought Glenn was different.
1: Oh, he was, honey. He was different. Oh, mm-hmm. dear God. She wasn't wrong.
0: And she quickly fell for him. They began spending a lot of time together. And during their short relationship, Glenn spun a story telling Andy, Guy, you know, I need to head south to Tampa, Florida for a little while. She's like, whatever. Okay. A couple days later, police in Jackson, Mississippi get a call about a murder in Tampa. It oh, sounded God. a lot like the murder police in Jackson had dealt with. Really?
1: Oh, yeah. God.
0: The victim was Tina Marie Cribbs. She was 33, the mother of two kids. And on November 7th of 1995, a maid at the hotel in Tampa went in to clean a room and she discovered a body.
1: Oh, Jesus, oh. Man, it, that's not, that's. It happens a lot. Yeah. You know that yeah. when you decide to become a maid at a hotel, you really have to consider yeah. the fact that you're going to see some stuff and it's not all going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, seriously, you hear about it all the time.
0: I know. You'd be so afraid to open a door. I, I really dark? would be. I, yeah, I really would be. Oh, so Tina Maria had been stabbed in the chest and buttocks and placed in the tub.
1: Oh. That's yeah. Weird.
0: I think it's got a thing about butts. Oh. I don't know. A clerk at the motel told authorities that Glenn had arrived at the motel a few days before the murder. And right before leaving, Glenn had paid for an extra night and asked that his room not be cleaned.
1: Oh, giving him a head
0: start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what he was Ooh. trying for. Him. And then the clerk saw Glenn putting his belongings into a white Ford Festiva. And the next day, Tina Marie's wallet was discovered at a rest area in North Florida where they had lifted fingerprints from it. Oh. And fingerprints from the motel room. And they were gl- matched to Glenn. So they knew.
1: They knew. He's gotten this far along and he doesn't I even don't. wear gloves? He's not even – I mean, he didn't even take a hint from O.J. I mean, Shit.
0: <laughs> well he's like got away with it. So, oh my
1: god. Uh. I mean, honestly, if he really did kill all those people, you're telling me he's 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 killed yeah. all these people and he doesn't even wear gloves? I really think he thought he was invincible.
0: Oh my god. It's insane. So Glenn goes back to Louisiana to see Andy, who's like clueless of what's going on. She has no inkling.
1: Holy shit. I don't know if
0: she doesn't see the news or what, but wow. whew, on November eighth of nineteen ninety five, Andy and Glenn. Met up at a bar, and returned to the apartment she and Teresa shared. So that was at night. The next morning at about 10 a.m., a knock comes at the apartment door, and it's Andy's ex-boyfriend who'd been trying to get back with her. Okay. Yeah, so Teresa's like, okay, you wait here. She hasn't right. waited at the door because she's like, oh, Andy's in a room with Glenn.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, and she didn't want that situation to happen. So she got no answer. She goes on Andy's door when she goes to knock on it. So she tries a few more times, no response. So she opens the door and the covers of the bed are tucked around a shape. I know your face. (laughs) Oh, shit. She got no response when she calls Andy's name and she's like pushing on the figure under the sheets. Oh, shit. No response. So then she pulls back the covers to find a pillow covering a naked body. So she pulls the pillow off the head and sees it's Andy with a look of excruciation on her face.
1: Oh, no.
0: I know. Oh, and it was sad because I was watching a show where she's talking about that. And she just started bawling because she's oh, like, "It my was God. so awful." So, police arrived at the apartment, and there's a pile of dirty clothes next to the bed. And in the pile, they find a huge butcher knife. Oh shit! And this guy loves his knives.
1: He really does.
0: Andy had suffered several multiple, well, several multiple, several multiple? multiple stab wounds. Yeah, I mean, more than just a several and and more than multiple stab wounds, along with defensive wounds across her hands and arms. Oh, God. I know, so she had been fighting. Police said her death was a super brutal one. Ugh.
1: And her friend, her roommate was home the whole time and didn't hear anything?
0: Yeah, didn't. I guess. I don't know. I don't know if she was home the whole time or like, if she'd come home later. Or she was just like,
1: woo, they're really...
0: Yeah, they're having fun in there. Yeah. Woo! So Teresa's interviewed by police and she told them that Glenn's truck was at the apartment still. And he was now suspected at this point of six killings.
1: Oh my God.
0: So the hunt for him was all over national news at this point, and a reporter even went to speak with his mom to beg her to do something to get Glenn to turn himself in. Oh, my God. So she complies, and she's on national news begging him to turn himself in. Oh, my God. (laughs) But it kind of worked to the opposite because Glenn started getting really pissed at his own family, and he started calling them and threatening them.
1: It was better when he was just calling and when he was slapping people. It right. Was- right. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you went from slapping butts and right, now you're going to exactly. kill us. Shit.
0: And he had told people he had a desire to kill his mother for what he'd been through in childhood because he'd had such a rough childhood. Well, it
1: uh, wasn't her fault. Mm-hmm.
0: Not her fault. Mm-hmm. So his mom Edna had started seeing a man named Bob while her husband, Claude, was gravely ill. So this is, they're still married, but Claude had been really sick.
1: Well, and Claude had been jealous and (laughs) maybe he had reason.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe, but Claude sucked. So whatever. Right.
1: Totally. Absolutely. So
0: directly after Claude died, Edna had moved Bob into her house, like right after he dies. Oh shit. And that pisses Glenn off severely. So Glenn somehow feels like his mom should have protected him when he was a child from his father's abuse and was almost more angry at her than he was at his dad, who was the abuser.
1: Right. And she was also being abused. It's not like she was just God. standing there going, hmm, sucks to be him. I what?
0: Come on, dude. His
1: mother was a
0: redhead. <gasps> and often so were his victims. Mm-hmm. It's almost like he's killing his mother over and over and over again. Oh, my God. Yeah. And he had claimed he wanted his brother to kill him himself. Like, he wanted Clay to kill him to complete the circle of the demon. Whatever that means. What? Because he felt like he had a demon inside of him, forcing him to do these things. Yeah, he had some mental issues.
1: Oh, my God. He's got a lot of issues.
0: Okay, so Glenn had become known at this point as the cross-country killer because his killing spanned the entire country. And also the Casanova killer, since he's able to charm women at the get-go to get them to trust him. Ooh. So that's that's why I call him Don Juan. Don Juan, Juan
1: Don Juan. For some reason, it keeps making me think of Don Knotts, which is the opposite of Don. (laughs) (laughs) That is. that is
0: not the Don (laughs) you want? That is awesome, (laughs) Don Knotts.
1: (laughs) Very very different.
0: (laughs) Very very different from a hot a hot Don. Oh my God. It's 1995, and Glenn is the most wanted man in America. Oh, shit. How have I not heard of this guy? I know, right? So where is where do you think he is? He's drinking beer down the road from the family cabin in Kentucky.
1: Good old KY. <laughs> <Right> <laughs> he's where you like, can be, I'm invincible. Right. Like, he's I'm not fine. worried about people recognizing him or anything? Damn. I know. He's a local.
0: But he was spotted, and a police chase ensued. Oh, okay. Here is a great police chase. He throws a beer can and it hits the hood of a cop car directly behind him. And he keeps slamming down beers and throwing the cans. Oh, my God. Shit. So police set up roadblocks on the highway. He was speeding down and the FBI picked up his brother Clay to be a negotiator in case Glenn got trapped and started a shootout. Oh, jeez. Oh, so glenn was driving the white ford festiva he had stolen from tina marie after he killed her oh my god note here i had a blue ford festiva this year of my life oh, and are these serious? are tiny tiny cars like they are like uh, uh, the equivalent of kind of like the mini or something but smaller oh and god. boxier. they're teeny they're hilarious i can't believe he got did this but he was able to get that little nugget of a car up to over 100 miles per hour before police were able to run him off the road.
1: <laughs> he had all three gerbils going around. Yes. The- <laughs> go, go, go.
0: But he knew how to how to drive, apparently, even while drinking. So they caught him in Waco or Kentucky, Connecticut, Kentucky. Got to go know my KYs. Yeah, know your KY. Oh, oh, they took it. Now I'm envisioning, like, hers and mine. <laughs> commercial. <laughs> Oh, oh God. God. Okay. So they took Glenn in for questioning and he asked them what they had him on. They told him, yeah, four or five murders. And his reply is like, oh, four or five, maybe 70.
1: Shit. He is so freaking ballsy.
0: Though later he recanted that number, claiming, I was just kidding, man. I'm joking. Right, uh, what are yeah. you thinking? But police do believe he killed more than five because he was on such a quick killing spree. It's likely he'd been killing for years where this just seemed this, to up itself. Yeah. You know how it gets more and more. Right. Almond for serial killers. So all over the country, police are revisiting their old cases to see if they can link Glenn to them. And there's so many that seems to fit his MO. Stabbings, left in bathtubs, places he'd moved about the country during his 15 years he spent traveling around. Butt slapping. Butt slapping. (laughs) Slapping butts. And it seemed that every time they'd check back, they could find a trace of Glenn having met or been near those victims somehow. (gasps) Right. But they couldn't. Directly link him right. to those. Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. Freaky. So police also decided to take a closer look at the family cabin where Glenn had left Mark's body, since that could be a good place to leave bodies. Mm-hmm. And they did indeed find hair and bone fragments in fire pits that did not belong to Mark. So they knew at least a couple of other bodies were up there, but they couldn't be matched to anyone in particular.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Because Glenn had killed so many people in so many states, he could only be tried for them one at a time in the state where they occurred. So Florida's like, we want him first because we got this heavy-ass death penalty, yo. woo yeah. mm-hmm. So Glenn began corresponding with a profiler named Anthony Maoli, and Glenn expressed in detail to Anthony about his painful beginnings with his dad. One story he told him was when he was 13, his dad had brought home a woman to mess around with. Okay. And his mom, Edna, had called home asking where Clyde was. Claude. Glenn lied. Clyde's
1: my cat. Cla-
0: <laughs> oh, Claude, you're right. And I wrote it as Clyde. You're right, Claude. Jeez, Clyde Clyde. Damn it, Clyde. Wow. You get around. Yeah, so she wanted to know where Claude was. Glenn lied and told her his dad was at work, but his mom detected the deception and she's like, you're a freaking liar. Because she
1: heard the noises and the, there's some butt Maybe. slapping in the
0: back. Mm-hmm. There's some butt slapping going on. You're a liar. So he got really mad at the visiting woman. She came up and she tells Glenn, your mom's a bitch. <gasps> so Glenn gets super pissed. He follows her down the hall and he pushed her down the basement steps. And this is when he's 13. Oh, shit. So then he's like, shoot. And he runs and he hides in his closet. And he heard screaming and yelling after that. And after a bit, his dad calls his name and Glenn comes out and he starts yelling at Glenn saying, you killed that woman I, and you need to help me clean up the mess. <laughs> Better not tell anyone. So Glenn's like scared crapless, but um, he's also happy as it's the first conversation
1: he's actually had with his dad, which says a lot about Holy their relationship. Crap. And the first, and the first one was about cleaning up a body. Mm-hmm. And the first person he killed that we know of, he was like 13. I know. Messed up. So many things. <laughs> so many
0: things are a mess with this. He and his dad, they go put the lady in the trunk of an 88 Oldsmobile. Also, the car I drove in high school, mind <laughs> you. <laughs> I know. I'm like, what's with the car? Oh my gosh! So they drove for a while, pulled over and dropped her body on the side of the road. Glenn said he'd wanted to brag to his mom that, quote, I killed that bitch for you. But he didn't since his dad told him not to tell anyone.
1: Like Happy Mother's Day? I killed, yeah, that, bitch. I killed that bitch for you. She said you're a bitch,
0: so I killed her. The happiness of the situation, of of his conversation with his dad The happiness of
1: the situation. The happiness of that
0: (laughs) for Glenn soon abated. And Glenn felt sad because his dad wouldn't even look at him anymore. And he said to this day, he's still not sure if he did kill the woman when she fell down the stairs or if his dad did it and just blamed him for it. Because he did hear his dad yelling and there was screaming and stuff going on.
1: It could have been about the fact that there's a dead body at the bottom of the stairs. It could have been. (laughs) was another way that he and his dad you know oh this bonding see right mm -hmm. i started it you finished it off it was you
0: know such good bonding oh father son so glenn now also wanted to come clean on the murder of nicole brown simpson he says as we know oj was charged with the crime right and glenn had written about knowing something about the murders but since the trial had already finished no one did anything about it or wanted to hear about it
1: uh Mm mm-hmm Uh, Yeah. So many things.
0: things. I have explanations. So while in prison, Glenn took up painting. And in his paintings, I mean, you have all this time. Why not enrich my skills? Exactly. So in his paintings, he would leave hints as to his crimes. And then he would send them to his sweet pen pal, the criminal profiler, Anthony. In one painting, he indicated the deaths of Nicole and Ronald Goldman, claiming he was involved somehow. And like it was creepy. Like he would hide little words and stuff in the paintings, <gasps> and so the the profiler would go through it with a
1: oh, you're kidding
0: Actifying glass, trying to find the hints.
1: Creepy. That's insane. So like, either he he or OJ, one of them walked in on the other. And was like, dude, that's what I was gonna do too. Dude, <laughs> let's party, right? Woo-hoo. Come on, give me a hand. <laughs> tell on you? I wasn't gonna tell on you. This is what I came no here, here to. Oh, God. That's why the glove didn't fit. It was Glenn's. Oh, my God. Do it. Quit.
0: I know. Oh, this gets better. So um, the profiler goes and visits Glenn in prison. And he told Glenn, man, you got to prove that you've been at the crime scene of Nicole and Ronald. Something that someone who was there would know, but nobody else would know. Specifically the murder weapon. Nobody else knows what it is. You need to tell me what it is. So... Glenn draws a knife, a very detailed knife. And he also told him he'd been paid by OJ to steal back diamonds he had given to Nicole when they were married. They were worth about $20,000. And OJ's instructions to Glenn were, you may have to kill the bitch. (gasps) Yeah. So Glenn said he had parked a white Ford pickup truck on the side street where the witness had seen it. He said, OJ told him about a spare set of keys that are on the back side of the condo. And he claimed that right after climbing over the back gate and walking towards the house, Ron Goldman came in the gate and Glenn knew he needed to get rid of him because he saw him. So he stuck him with a knife and he threw him against a tree and Nicole heard some commotion going on. So she comes out to see what's going on. And Glenn claims he stabs her once and she faints. And then he goes and charges Ron again, stabbing him and leaving him to die. And then he returns to Nicole, pulls her hair back, exposing her neck, and (gasps) slashes her neck.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Then he says OJ did not want to get his hands dirty, but wanted to go make sure Glenn had done the job that he claimed he did, because he had went and told OJ about it. And evidence in the trial showed two separate sets of men's shoe prints. (gasps) Oh! And one they were able to prove was OJ's, but the other was unidentified. I don't know.
1: Holy shit.
0: Ooh, and here's a super creepy detail that made me cringe. Nicole collected angel pins, like little pins that you put on your lapel. And in memory of her at a vigil, her family all wore angel pins. Glenn had sent his mother an angel pin (gasps) after Nicole's death and asked her to wear it at his trial. Oh, my God. And his brother is like, I know that pin had to be stolen
1: from Nicole Holy when he killed shit. her. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Okay.
0: So many mind-blowing things. And apparently there's a documentary out about the OJ stuff, and it, it involves some of this, too. It, it brings it up. Oh, my so God. I okay. need to find that out. So Glenn was sentenced to death in two different states, which was Florida and California, I think which California doesn't have the death penalty right now. All other states dropped their investigation since he's going to be in, executed. So they're like, eh, he's already dead, man. But Glenn's still awaiting execution in Florida with the temperamental electric chair known as Old Sparky. No, <laughs> didn't know they had had Old Sparky still going. No, pretty creepy.
1: Oh, my God. So he's on death row still?
0: Still on death row, still alive. Messed up! Oh my god! Right, serial killer, and I hadn't heard of him. No, before that, no. I know <laughs> your face. <laughs> I wasn't sure if he froze again. or if No, it was I, like. no
1: I, I just, my mouth is just open. <laughs> Holy I crap! Know. Oh so he god. might
0: not have been lying about the Nicole stuff. You just never know. My God! Mm-hmm. But that's crazy. That OJ might have gone back to make sure the deed was done. <gasps> And then as he's leaving, he gets caught in the Bronco, thus the chase. And yeah.
1: Crazy. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, did you want to hear my sources? I would love to (laughs) hear
0: your sources. I got all this shit. So the biggest source, and it's such a good documentary. um, You can find it, I think, it was it on Prime? I don't know. But I saw it. It's called My Brother the Serial Killer. Oh. So it's a lot of Clay talking about their... Upbringing and all this kind of stuff, and taking you through what happened. Oh, yeah, I'll be watching that That one. It's crazy, it's good. And of course, Wikipedia, Murderpedia, WLBT.com, Oxygen.com, Investigation Discovery, of Mm -hmm. course, and Real Life Villains Wiki. Well,
1: that's a new one. I don't know that one. Yeah,
0: that one we have to get on more. There's a lot of those
1: to see images from this story, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ODFM Podcast or on our website at ODFMpodcast.com, where you'll also find a link to our merch store where you can get awesome stuff like t-shirts, mugs, stickers, and more. And if
0: the weekly podcast just isn't enough to fill your ODFM cup full, join our fan club on Patreon for more content like mini-sodes, bloopers, and discounts at our merch store that site is patreon.com slash podcast.
1: And if you do love our bloopers and need more than we naturally do, which is a lot, buy us a glass of wine at buymeacoffee.com slash odfmpodcast. Thanks for listening to another episode of ODFM, hosted by Kelly DeVries and Jen Swanson. Production and editing by Kelly DeVries. Theme music by Eric Swanson. ODFM is a satirical true crime podcast for entertainment purposes only. The stories you hear are serious and true. The comments and opinions are not. We apologize if any of our content is harmful or disrespectful.